Renee Chappell is with us now. Uh, now, as mentioned before the break, Melville have been leaders when it comes to the uh, the women's program, and Renee and our uh, good friend Jenny Wallace have been a big part of uh, the Storm there and their women's program for a number of years. Unfortunately, in the A grade, they went down the mid in Guildford. You heard that game on Sport FM a couple of weekends ago. The B grade was more successful. I think Renee's played a couple of games in the B grade this year. Uh, she joins us now to reflect on the year for the Storm as it uh, pushes towards a conclusion for the men. Renee, good morning. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Nice to be speaking to you. Now, I know it didn't go your way in the A grade this year. You won the A grade last year. But as mentioned, your, your women's program has been, well, it's been leading with what you've been able to do as a club over recent years. What's been the key to the success, do you think? Well, it's probably a, probably tough to put, put your finger on exactly um, with what's gone on. But I think probably historically we've, we've always had a pretty strong female program, Um you know, a long history of success, and I think um, you know that kind of breeds uh, the mentality that we're after in terms of high performance um, culture. But um, certainly, some of the people we've had involved, particularly over the last couple of years, um, with our junior programs and then um, at a senior level, you guys know um, Jen pretty well, and um, the way that she structures up our our program overall has been um, pretty successful. So. I think um, some strong juniors and and the and some real depth um, to our to our squads has been pretty key. It takes big big squads and um, you know a lot of people both on and off the field to to be successful on the field. So um, yeah, I, I think it's probably a com- combination of all of that. Uh, Brene, I spoke to Jenny earlier on in the year, and, and she said she actually filled in in a game earlier on in the year. Did you turn out and play a few games as well across the year? <laughs> Well, I have been um, turning out for a few B-grade games this year, which has been interesting. I think somebody asked me on the weekend, when's the last time I played in a winning B-grade grand final? And I think I said I was 13 years old. So um, there's a fair gap between um, those two stints. So, yeah, look, our, our depth has been a little bit tested this year with a lot of injuries. So we've been playing a lot of juniors and a few of the oldies have been um, having to pull on some colours as well. Jenny, oh, sorry, Renee, um, the juniors, you know, the number of girls coming through, what are the numbers like and, and what is the um, the retention rate that, you know, to get them up into the seniors? Is is there a difficulty in that? Yeah, good question, Wayne. Um, I think traditionally it's been really hard to retain girls at sort of the, the 16, 17-year age bracket. Um, but over the last, I would say, three or four years, there's been a, a really big push from the WACA to build a strong uh, under-17 um, competition. So now I think all of the senior clubs uh, that have female teams, plus a couple of extras, have uh, youth league under-17 teams, and next year they'll bring in, uh, you know, the equivalent under-14 age bracket in the in the premier um, space. So. Um, I, that's been really key, um, and I, and I think with the rise of, you know, WBBL and and female cricket being a lot more visible, I think we're finding that that girls actually see that there's a a, a long term um, leg, legitimate future in cricket for them. So we're finding that that it's a lot more competitive now. It's not you're not scrambling to find players. We're actually selecting people to move into to senior cricket. So. Um, yeah, the, the, that space is ever improving, which is which is really benefiting. I think will really benefit senior cricket probably in the next five years. And one thing I would imagine is that the, the pending World Cup would have an influence on 
on kids and, and I suppose it, it's just so important to take advantages of that as much as possible at club level. Oh, totally. Um, the, the, whenever there's sort of those big competitions on, so whether it be WBBL or, or World Cup and, and the girls are getting to see, you know, legitimate role models on, on TV um, and in the media, it's, it, it does make a big difference. I mean, that probably back in my day, you would have, you would have asked most girls and they would have said that they're, the, the people they, in, they, they, they aspired to be as a cricketer were, they were pretty much all male cricketers. And now, if you ask the majority of them, they're probably talking about Meg Lanning or Elise Perry or or, or one of those players, which is which is which shows the the impact that those people being visible makes. Renee, um, great career for yourself. I mean, you got to play for Australia, and maybe the T Twenty. Wayne alluding to the upcoming T Twenty World Cup has been huge. What about the the fifty over game? I note that the uh, B grade is forty overs. Is it more of a challenge to get ladies involved in, in the longer format of the game and even looking forward, I guess we hope for more test cricket and, and first-class cricket even. Yeah, I, I think um, I think it is. I, I think definitely um, in the female space, there's been a lot of focus on T20 cricket and um, the girls really enjoy it. There's, I don't think there's a huge difference when it comes to senior cricket between uh, one day and... T20. I mean, it, it's all limited overs, and they they it's all short format essentially. But the 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 challenge becomes that the girls don't play long format cricket, and that actually does impact, um, you know, things like you know understanding of strategy and being and being more maybe attacking and aggressive um, with field placements and and other bits and pieces to the game that maybe you miss out on by not playing long format cricket, but but certainly there is there there is a, a lot more focus, and I think there's a lot more interest from the girls in playing T20. I personally would love to see there being more longer format, but um, yeah, I, I think it's a sign of the times that it's probably going to be remain to be focused on on the T20 game and 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 50 overs um, still in, at a at a club, state, and, and international level exist more than Test cricket or long format cricket will. Renee, am I um, correct in, in assuming that uh, Wanneroo come into the competition next year and, and give us five teams, which would obviously be, you know, fantastic for the competition? Yeah, yeah, they do. So um, I think that got announced last week or the week before, um, uh, which would be great because that, that shows that um, the, the senior competition is progressing and, and more teams... Um, um, certainly shows that you know things are headed in the right direction, and they're a pretty young, exciting group. And and to be honest, Warner have done some fantastic things off the field in in building a, a strong junior and and I, I guess really solid program. So um, yeah, it'd be so exciting to see them come in. The challenge will be to, um, to make sure for all the other clubs that you don't lose any of your key players over there. But um, you know, I, I think any time that we're talking about new clubs. New teams coming into those um, comps is, uh, is exciting. For me, that's exciting. Renee Chappell's with us. She is the uh, Melville Female Director of Cricket, uh, chatting the lay of the land in the women's game. We've had the T20 finals. We've still got the 50 over and 40 over respective finals coming up in March for the ladies as part of this season's competition. How do you find yourself placed, Renee, across the uh, the A-grade and B-grade competitions as we reach that business end of the year? Yep, I think... Um 
Uh, A-grade will, will be, I think, challenged to, to get to the final. We've got a, a number of injuries and we're sort of um, calling on a number of our um, seven teams and um, B-grade squad to sort of um, probably get us there over the next few weeks, but they're certainly still in the mix. Um, B-grade are looking nice and strong, so I'd expect them to, to probably make it. And um, similarly, our, our youth league under-17s team are uh, sort of really well placed as well so things are looking pretty positive um, to be honest and hopefully if we can um, get to the final then you never know what happens Renee, um, Chloe Ainsworth, unfortunately our under-19s World Cup ended early because of injury but um, her rise uh, at the Melville Cricket Club over the last few years she's debuted in WNCL, she's one to certainly watch for the future Oh she definitely is, she's a Super exciting talent, um, very passionate and very competitive, um, which I think uh, really helps. Um, uh, it, I think probably early on she was sort of identified um, as a bowler. Um, I think credit to, to Chloe and to and probably a couple of other people, um, uh, Jen in particular, sort of backing her in to give her a lot more opportunity with the bat um, and... Now, she's been a massive loss to be to be fair to our to our um, A grade side. So um, not having her around has been quite a challenge, um, which is a fantastic sign. If you we're talking about a seventeen year old, so um, yeah, I, I'll definitely want to look out for it. It's super disappointing that she went to the World Cup, got injured early because I think she could have had a real impact there for the the Aussie team. So um, yeah, disappointing for her, um, but I'm sure next year she'll be back uh, bigger and better. Renee, yourself and Jenny do a great job with the, the women's program. What about um, the, the relationship with the, the men's side of the club? How strong is, is that? And can you keep those two Turner boys uh, on, on track and on target, Mark and, and Greg? <laughs> yeah, uh, look, Mark and Greg do a fantastic job at the club. And I think um, Jen and I were away for a few years from the, from the club um, living over in South Australia and um, uh, when we got back um, we, w- we wanted to get back involved and um, yeah I can say that Greg's done a, a brilliant job there and, and I think all the, the coaches um, committee directors everyone works pretty closely together and um, I, I think that's probably one of the strengths of the, the club overall is that that, that we are um, you know one club and We've had a strong focus over the last sort of couple of years, in particular, um, on overall culture across the, the all of the programs, and working pretty closely with um, former waffle player Josh Pullman. So, um, yeah, we've been doing some really good work in that space in terms of leadership and um, developing people. And um, you know, it's always going to be a challenge when you've got so many teams and different people involved. But um, yeah, I, I think that's probably one of the strengths club is that we do have a, a range of really good people working together. Can we expect to see Jenny Wallace on a cricket field again soon? <laughs> no doubt, mate. We've got <laughs> enough injuries. I'm sure we wouldn't be needing her to uh, probably even keep at some Ooh. point. Now, I'm, I'm heading down to watch when that's the case, to see Jenny in action. She talks herself down at every game of cricket. I see her in a broadcasting capacity. She talks down her ability. You'd, you'd swear she never played domestic cricket. <laughs> Yeah, look, um, look. I, I'm sure her preference is not to play, but um, being the person she is, if uh, if it's needed, I'm sure she's uh, willing to to um, put the put the 
blue and black clothes on if it's required, and she's uh, not on the not not working on the day. Well, get her out there, I say. Uh, Renee, thanks for your time this morning. Nice nice to chat, and uh, good luck for the remainder of the season. No worries. Good on you. Thanks, guys. Renee Chappell joining us here on Sport FM.